my dear friends and my dear masters and my dear gods of india and the whole world today let us know about the a great movement called as the pyramid spiritual societies movement the pyramid spiritual societies movement is a new age movement we are in a great new age the old age is fast receding and a new age is done and pyramid spiritual societies movement is a great new age movement born in india and spreading all over the world about 30 years back when one person became enlightened the movement began when a, when any person becomes enlightened a movement begins all over the world like when you throw a stone in a pond then the ripples will start and will spread all over the pond when mahavira became enlightened a whole movement started when buddha got enlightened a whole movement started when adi shankaracharya got enlightened a whole movement started when jesus christ got enlightenment a whole movement started when muhammad became enlightened a whole movement started similarly when any person becomes enlightened a new movement starts the pyramid spiritual society movement also started because one person got enlightened and that one person is sitting in front of you and speaking before enlightenment there is always a search for truth when the search for truth gets culminated in personal experience of truth then that is called as enlightenment without a search for truth there is no enlightenment there is a search for truth yeah i would like to have truth well i'm not satisfied with these transitory things the worldly situations the worldly acquisitions the worldly experiences the world the worldly name and fame and achievement and success when they are not giving you enough satisfaction you seek that satisfaction that satisfaction from somewhere else something inside and you want to know whether there is something inside as all the great masters have said you like to check out with personal experience whether whatever they have said the so called earlier saints and masters what have they said is it relevant to my case also when that kind of search for truth begins then a new life begins which is called as spirituality you take the first steps in spirituality you seclude yourself then you try to make your mind empty and see what happens so in any person's life when a search for truth begins an introversion begins and he would like to sit alone he or she whatever it is would like to sit alone and take stock of things and empty the world inside the mind there is always a big world in the mind the mind is a big world my dear friends the search for truth begins either in the case of mahavira buddha muhammad anywhere Muhammad went and sat inside a cave that for the Hira cave near Mecca there he started contemplation and there he he was a successful businessman but 
He started his search for truth. Well, he went to the isolation and started emptying the mind then. Of course, where there is a desire, there is always fulfillment of that desire. When there is a desire for enlightenment, when there is a desire for search for truth, what is truth? Truth that transcends all limitations of space, time and situation. That's truth. If something is constant in all times and all spaces and all situations, that particular thing is called as truth. So, a search for truth is for a, a truth that is available or common or same under all situations, in all times and wherever you are, howsoever you are. That which is universal experience, that, is, that which is universally valid, that is true. T-R-U-T-H, T truth. Gandhiji made his own experiments with truth and he did arrive at truth, spirituality. Personal experience of spirituality. So, my dear friends, well, the pyramid spiritual society movement also started with one person's enlightenment. When one person becomes enlightened, now everything around that person has to change. Every event around that person has to change. Every other person who happens to interact with that kind of person, enlightened person, now they have has to happen, the ripple effect. Now, whosoever touches that particular enlightened man now has got clear choice whether to become like that or not. And it facilitates the enlightenment of everybody else. Thirty years back, this person got enlightened. Towards the end of the year 1979, when everything became clear here, hey guy, this is what you are. Hey guy, this is what you have come here for. This is what you have to speak. This is what you have to think. This is what you have to plan. You have to distribute the enlightenment for the common cause of the world. So everything got clear here around the end of the year 1979. Here. This fellow became empty. The body is a shell. Now emptiness is here. There is no craving for worldly things. Well, you have to do your minimal duties in the world, but the major purpose in life is to explain enlightenment, to distribute enlightenment, to expose enlightenment to each and every person whomsoever you meet. What happens when you become enlightened? You come out of misery, you come out of dukkha. You acquire a basic common sense, a crystal clear common sense. Now your every word, every deed, every thought is well channelized, focused. When you become enlightened, you clearly understand the truth or the life as lived by a Mahavir, a Buddha, a Gandhi, an Osho, a Ramana Maharshi, thousands and thousands of them. Now they are all your colleagues. What you have achieved now, they have achieved earlier. What they have achieved earlier, now you have achieved that. As Gautama Buddha said, Hey, there are millions of enlightened people, enlightened people before me, and millions of people will become enlightened after me. I'm just one. I'm not the only one. I'm just one. So, my dear friends, 
the pyramid spiritual society movement was born after the enlightenment of one person who is sitting in front of you speaking about enlightenment. There is a saying in Zen that mountains are mountains and rivers are rivers and then mountains are not mountains and rivers are not rivers and third stage again mountains are mountains and rivers are rivers. That is a, a classic Zen statement. Same thing happens. During the course of enlightenment, mountains are not mountains and rivers are not rivers. Because what you see the world is not exactly what it is. It's something else. When you experience that something else, then you come back to square when, hey, you live happily in this world. Where mountains are mountains, rivers are rivers, persons are persons, things are things, events are events. And you will you will live with the same person, with the same events, but in a, a totally happiness mode, a joyful mode, an enlightened mode. You know everything that's going on around yourself. You understand each and every micro thing that's happening around you. Why it happens? My dear friends, when you become enlightened for the first time in life, you acquire happiness, a state of bliss, which is not exactly happiness, which is not exactly bliss. It is happiness, non-happiness. It is bliss, non-bliss. It is in the, what you can see in the neutral gap. Neither you are moving forward, nor you are moving backward. You are on a absolutely neutral ground. When, when you speak out, when you think out, when you do out, what is exposed and what is exhibited is your own neutrality, which is neither for nor against, howsoever, when you become enlightened. What you teach people is a new science called as spiritual science. Before enlightenment, you do not know what exactly is spiritual science. But now that you have become enlightened, you know pinpointedly what exactly is spiritual science. Now your life becomes dedicated to spiritual science. This person also, when this guy became enlightened, towards the end of the year 1979, after a number of years of search for truth, trying to experience truth, trying to gather truth, from various other truth seekers. What happens is a beautiful science emanates, becomes evident. That science is called as a spiritual science. As you get educated in the material science, right from your childhood, you know you study physics, the light, the sound, the Newtonian laws, etc. etc. You understand the cause and effect in the outer world. Now, you understand the cause and the effect in the inner world. That which is governing all the events of people is the science. It follows exactly mathematical equations. Nothing is cursory, accidental, or we don't know what is the reason for that. We know the reason for it. Everything is non-accidental, planned, executed with precision. But it is not exactly evident to the outer senses. That's all. Should you go a little inside, then you understand the whole panorama of the science, the spiritual science. Where what you want to happen, happens to you. In a place called as Karnul, in Andhra Pradesh state. 
where this guy was working at that time in a fertilizer company with a wife and two kids. Now, a movement started, which is called the Pyramid Spiritual Society movement. The purpose of the Pyramid Spiritual Society movement is to spread spiritual science everywhere. Teach everybody spiritual science. Spiritual science is neither Buddhism, nor Jainism, nor Hinduism, nor Christianity, nor Islam, but gathers in its beautiful hands all religions. Because all these masters have been spiritual scientists, only slightly it got diluted in the public mind, became a religion. Now, that dilution process has to be has to take a U-turn and everybody has to come back to the pristine spiritual science which has been explained by all these great masters or the founders of these so-called religions. They were never founders of religion. They were the experiences, experiencers of enlightenment and explainers of spiritual science. So, the Pyramid Spiritual Society's movement goes to the villages, goes to the towns, goes to each every goes to each and every house with a pamphlet. Hey guy, now this is what is spiritual science. This is what you are. You are not a, a physical structure. Okay, you are a, a pure consciousness, eternity. And you can experience this great self of yourself through meditation. Spiritual science has got six laws. The first law says the first law is the law of consciousness. Hey guy, you are that consciousness, you are not what this. You are the Atma. Atma is a beautiful Sanskrit word for whatever is called as consciousness. The awareness. Everything is aware. Awareness. At some level you are aware only of the external things. At some other level you are also aware of the internal things. That's enlightenment. If you are aware of, conscious of internal things, then you are called as enlightenment. If you are not aware or conscious of things happening inside, then you are not yet enlightened. You are not yet a spiritual sign. When you become enlightened, you understand for the first time the rudiments, the elements of spiritual science. And as you advance in your enlightenment, as you begin to teach or expose enlightenment to others, as you Study the subject of enlightenment itself from various masters, from all the people who have become enlightened, then a core spiritual science subject begins to emerge. Very beautiful science. The first principle or the first law of the spiritual science is, hey guy, you are consciousness. The law of consciousness. The second law is the law of for reincarnation. This is not the first time you are this physical body. The consciousness is the same, but the, there are many bodies. And the third law is the law of karma and law of the results of karma. Law of action and law of the results are fruits of that action. Every action bears the fruit which you eat. Good action bears the fruit you eat. Your evil action, negative action, bad action, uh, disturbing action, troublesome action, again bears the fruit which you have to eat. 
What you do unto others is what you eat for yourself. It's a constant. And when you understand this, you do understand this in terms of worldly things, but when you understand these things through number of incarnations, that is called an enlightenment. Again you understand that and you come out with a fourth law of spiritual science which says the law of constant progression. Howsoever you are, you are constantly progressing. It is called the law of constant evolution. The first law is the law of consciousness. It says you are not the physical body, you are an atma, you are a consciousness. The second, the, the law of incarnation or reincarnation. Then first time you come into a physical body, then you keep on coming in a physical body, a human body. Okay, to complete the cycle. Now whatever you want to learn, you have to learn in the physical body. It takes a number of bodies for you to understand the whole human system. Hundreds of bodies you have to take and hundreds of lifetimes you have to spend in all different situations that a human body offers. Then while you do that, you keep on initiating some action or other and then reaping the fruits thereof. It's a constant thing. On the one hand you are reaping the fruits of your earlier actions and at the same time you are also initiating initiating some new actions which will bear fruit in due course which again you have to eat good and bad now the fourth law says hey baba you are constantly evolving every experience is valid good or bad every experience add to the fabric of the soul of the atma every experience is a new learning is a fresh learning when that kind of understanding dance upon you now you are compassionate, empathetic to each and every person. Well, try whatever you want to try. Although I know it's wrong, you keep on trying. One day you will come back. One day you will see the truth. You will also become enlightened. And you will take a U-turn and exactly do what I am doing. So, do whatever you want to do. Take your own decisions. Follow your own thinking. But understand that ultimately everybody has to come to the truth. Ultimately everybody has to become enlightened. That is the destiny of each and every soul. To become enlightened is the destiny of each and every Through gathering varieties of experience and understanding the constant truth behind it, which is free will. So, my dear friend. And the fifth law is law has in the evolution through meditation, through reading, right books, many ways of hazening the evolution through service to others. And the best way to hasten your revolution is through meditation. Closing your eyes, observing your breath and making your mind empty. So the fifth one, the fifth law is called the law of hazening the evolution. Meditation. You are evolving of course at your own pace, but should you do meditation if you want to hasten further, if you adopt meditation. So to take a quicker, you have a quicker progress towards your own goal, towards your own destiny which is enlightenment. And the sixth beautiful thing that happens to you when you understand the sixth law is that you find infinities everywhere, all around. You are not in the midst of limited things. You are not in the midst of, you know, restrictions. There are no restrictions. There are no imposed things. You are in the midst of infinities all around. You yourself are an infinite consciousness. And everywhere around there are infinite consciousness. Thinking that they are not consciousness, they are not infinite consciousness, they are just this 
physical bodies. They are just assuming that but they are not. So you understand infinity is everywhere, all around you. Every entity is infinite. You see only infinity everywhere, all around you, all the time. That's the final understanding of spiritual science. Before you become enlightened, this fellow became enlightened towards the end of the year 1979. But before that, this guy could not understand what is spiritual science. Although it was there in the books, you cannot understand it. Although you have the, all the worldly experiences, you have the necessary worldly intellect. You cannot understand, grasp the elements of spiritual science and you suffer. Suffering is the common knowledge of all those people who are at to become enlightened. But when you do become enlightened through meditation, then you understand all, you, you start understanding the elements of spiritual science one by one by one by one by one. The Pyramid Spiritual Society movement is dedicated to spread spiritual science to all schools and colleges, houses, to all the people, the common man, the poor man, the rich man, the housewife, the temple priest, to the professors of university, to every person, the Pyramid Spiritual Society movement is spreading a new science which is not exactly a new science, which is a old science, but put in new garments, new fashion, up-to-date fashion and presenting them. There are hundreds and thousands of masters of pyramid spiritual social movement who are doing this great job all over India and all over the world. And this tribe of people are called as uh, pyramid masters is increasing day by day, as it has all those people who have got yearning for search for truth, the pyramid spiritual society movement is extending a hand. Hey, you want to become enlightened? Here is my hand. Come. This is my hand. Helping hand. Hold this hand and come here. Sit here and sit. Do it along with me meditation. When you become enlightened, you stop eating animals. Comes automatically. You understand how, what a crime it is. How much, how many crimes you have committed by killing animals and eating the flesh. Eating it here. What a, what a dastardly act it was. The first thing that happens when you become enlightened is you become a vegetarian. That's an offshoot of enlightenment. Before you become enlightened, you don't understand why you should not eat any animal. So there are arguments and arguments and arguments. But when you yourself sit in meditation, become enlightened, you automatically say, Hey, how can you give suffering to animals who are yourself? The same mighty consciousness has got several bodies. And you are in one body, the same consciousness in some other body. How can you destroy that body? Arm that body. So that kind of understanding comes automatically once you become enlightened. Before that enlightenment, you can't understand this superior logic of spiritual science. The material science has got an inferior logic with it, with it, whereas the spiritual science has got a superior logic. Unless you become a superior person, you cannot understand the superior logic. As long as you are an inferior person not given to search for truth, only 
given to search for sensual pleasures, you cannot understand what is compassion, what is helpfulness, what is non-caring, non-interference. But once you become, in due course every person has to become enlightened. If not today, tomorrow. If not tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. If not in this lifetime, the next lifetime. Absolutely, everybody must treat the path of search for truth and search for enlightenment. That is the destiny of each and every soul. Knowingly or unknowingly, every soul is traveling towards that destiny. There is a plan and purpose behind each and every event. There is a basic goodness as a source of as the substratum of each and every event. In the formation of the universe, there is an infinite compassion, the infinite patience. My dear friends, and my dear masters, and my dear gods of India, in the whole world, the pyramid spiritual society movement extends its hearty welcome to all those people who are seeking peace of mind, health of the body, energy in the body, meaning in life and true satisfaction of the intellect. Come into spiritual science. Study the books of spiritual science. There are any number of new age spiritual scientists. Just go to the market or just in the Google search just say spiritual science and you see what comes out of it. Become a spiritual scientist. Become enlightened, become happy, healthy, blissful. Become a source of joy to all those people who are around you. Source of health, source of common sense, source of purpose, source of meaning. The Pyramid Spiritual Society Movement has its website www.pssmovement.org. Go into the website. And find out the nearest pyramid master in your locality. And take the help of that person, that master, that dedicated individual, that enlightened being. Get into your own enlightenment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My dear friends, my dear masters, and my dear gods of India, and the whole of the world. This is Pyramid Spiritual Society's movement extending its heartiest welcome to all the people of the world. All the seekers of the world. All people who want who are in search for truth. The Pyramid Spiritual Society movement is one of the several, several, several New Age movements all around the world. Yet, I think it is one of the most important movements of the whole New Age world. The old age is represented by religions and the new age is represented by spiritual science. So, there is a transition from traditional religions into a new spiritual science. In the old age, people belong to various kinds of religions, sub-religions. However, the new age is represented by oneness and spiritual science. The new age is beginning where 
students in the schools are beginning to learn spiritual science as a routine subject. When I was young, I did not learn any spiritual science in any of the schools I went. It was only the material science, the physics, the chemistry, the biology, but in this new age, right from childhood, we are required to learn spiritual science. We are required to practice spiritual science. And as you become an adult, you are required to become a master of spiritual science. And what you teach others is spiritual science, through which every person becomes enlightened. And through enlightenment, through spiritual science, every person becomes healthy, happy, contented, progressive, positive and a miraculous person. My pronouns to all the pyramid masters. All the pyramid masters have got common agenda to educate other people into the depths of spiritual science, into the depth of spiritual experiences. Over the years, 18 principles have come out of the movement as the main points, the main aspects of the movement. The first one is to do meditation, anapanasati, observing the breathing, becoming one with the breath. And the only form of meditation is recommended for all the people all the time, in all the situations. Wherever you are, howsoever you are, just sit comfortably, put your hands like this, close your eyes and start observing the breathing. Normal, natural, easy, soft, simple, tender, peaceful, tranquil breath. No mantras whatsoever. This is the first thing. No forms in the mind. No words in the mouth. And as long as you want to do it, do it. Something else comes in the of the world. You have to attend. Immediately attend that and come back into meditation when there is no urgent work around. During a course of 24 hours, you must be able to do 40 minutes, 1 hour, 2 hours, 3 hours, 4 hours, 5 hours, depending upon your will, dedication. The second point is, you must read all books of spiritual science by Deepak Chopra, by Osho, by Barbara Marciniak, by Barbara and Brennan, by Barbara and Cloud, Ledbetter, Jinaraja Dasa, Blavatsky. Well, the first point is doing meditation. Anapanasati. The second crucial point is you must read the books of great spiritual scientists. There are any any number of spiritual scientists available. You must read Richard Bach, Carlos Gasnada, Yogananda Paramahamsa, Swami Rama, any number of books. You must read and read and read. I read more than 50,000 books by more than 50,000 spiritual scientists, spiritual yogis, spiritual gurus, spiritual explorers. Spiritual journalists, spiritual recorders. So that is the key second point in the of the propounded by the movement. And the third point is you must exchange experiences, your spiritual experiences with all those like-minded persons who are in this movement. Or in other movements of similar nature. You must exchange your experiences and you must listen to everybody else's experience, how they sat in meditation, how they came into search for truth, how they become, how they became enlightened, what are their experiences meditation, how it transformed their lives from negativity to positivity, from positive to miraculous nature, 
how they are happy and healthy now. You got to listen. Every day you have to listen to people's stories, enlightenment stories. That is the third point. And the fourth point is, when it is not required for you to not open your mouth, you must maintain silence. You should have, have a penchant for speaking. You must have a penchant for non-speaking. You must practice mauna. Another point is, you must not at all think of eating animals, birds and fish meat. There is no way. You cannot eat any egg. You must become a vegetarian. This is a very, very crucial point of the whole pyramid spiritual society moment. In fact, the most important point. Your meditation, your spiritual science, your enlightenment, your thinking about this, your compassion, they naturally lead you to vegetarianism. Almost 90% of the humanity right now is eating animals. What a horrible state of affairs. They should become vegetarians. And until the last person becomes the vegetarian, the movement continues to work. Right from childhood, we must learn spirituality and meditation. So teaching children, going to schools and teaching children is one of the foremost points in the pyramid spiritual society movement. Catch them young. It is very easy to mold your mind when you are young compared to when you, are, when you become old and stale. And then another important, very crucial feature of the pyramid spiritual society movement is we don't charge any money for any teaching of meditation. No way. I have learned meditation from my own friends. So I teach all my friends meditation. There is a friendship in teaching, in learning. It's not a business. It's not a source of income. Teaching meditation is not a source of income. It's a source of joy. a source of togetherness. source of oneness. It's not a source of business. You do some other business or beg. But you must teach. You must teach everybody else. You should be free of task. Very important point. Therefore, it is available to the, all the common people. It is spreading like a wildfire because of this great reason. Another point is that nobody is a guru here. Only is a senior person. is a senior enlightened person. is a senior seeker of truth. is a senior spiritual scientist. is a senior teacher. is a senior student. But there is no guru to whom you have to dedicate your life. Or think of the guru. Take the name of the Guru, surrender to the Guru. These are very alien concepts for enlightenment and spiritual science. We are all one. Yeah, we seek inspiration from our elders. That's quite true. I seek inspiration from all my elders. All my people who have given spiritual science concepts to me. I am thankful to them. But none, nobody is my Guru. Similarly, I am no Guru to anybody. There is no Guru-disciple relationship. Here. There is a seeker-seeker, friend-friend relationship here. You are also a teacher, I am also a teacher. We are, also, we are also a student, I am also a student. This, this kind of oneness, that is a great feature of the pyramid spiritual society. We all help each other in various ways. We all learn from each other in various We all teach each other in various ways. We all live with each other in various ways. We all travel in one ship called the planet Earth. We are all co-travelers. In the one ship called the planet Earth. We are co-passengers. And religion is symbolized by external marks. 
you can say, hey, this guy is a Hindu, this guy is a Muslim, this guy is a Christian. But no external mark. You should be devoid of any external marks, which is represent, which symbolize correct kind of religion. That's very important. And there's no changing of the name. I'm not Swami Nityananda. I'm not Swami Amarananda. No Swami Amarananda. I am Subhash Patri. Subhash is the name given to my, to this body, this person by the parents. And Patri is the family name. I am Subhash Patri. I am no Swami Vijayananda. Anandananda. No way. No changing of the names. No, no changing of the dress. We are all common people. Nobody is uncommon here. And we all have to lead normal life, normal vocations. We are all normal persons. Nobody is superior here. Because he becomes, he becomes enlightened, he doesn't become a superior person compared to others. No way. It's not ego-boosting exercise, spiritual meditation. No way. It is ego-decimating exercise, enlightenment. And all your problems, you've got to solve by your own meditational strength. Whatever the problem, poverty, whatever it is, relationship problems, you got to work out yourself. You got to do more meditation than the problem will be solved. All problems are unresolved, unsolved because you lack the strength of the meditation, strength of energy within you. So when you gain the strength of meditation, strength of energy, cosmic energy in you, then all problems automatically get resolved. Resolved. Wherever any problem is there, Hey, do more meditation. Go into your own self more and more. Sleep less. Do meditation more. Then a time will come the problem will be resolved by itself. Without any other special effort. The effort required is meditation. So an important principle of the moment is that we all have to solve our own personal problems through our personal meditation. You can ask for help from others. Well, help from, from others who comes, you receive it, if it comes. You receive it with folded hands and gracefully and acknowledge the fact. But you don't expect it. You don't want it. You want it but you don't expect it. It comes by itself through your meditation. Because you become a magnetic personality, then people will come to help you, support you, in whatever fashion it is required. Another major tenet of the pyramid masters is that no doctors, no medicine. We are prepared to die if it comes to that. Because we are not these physical bodies, we know that there is no death. We are pure consciousness, the law of consciousness. We are the Atma. That's our daily experience, our, that's our daily wisdom. Moment to moment wisdom. And all the problems we have received, uh, we, we encounter, are because of our own selves. So, we have to go into meditation to clear our headaches or cancers or whatsoever they are. We created them, we have to dissolve them. We were the Vishnu of it, that is the, we were the Brahma of it, we, were, we will be the Shiva of it. Brahma is the originator, Vishnu is the sustainer and Shiva is the destroyer. So we are the creators, the Brahmas of our own problems. We sustain them our own wish. And we should be the Lord Shiva. We should resolve them by our own meditation. Shiva means meditation. And we should enjoy the pyramid energies. Another beautiful point. That's how the pyramid spiritual society is moment. The name has stuck to it. In the year 1982, first time I read a book called as 
the secret power of the pyramid by Bilshun and Edbiti. And as I read that book, I was wonderstruck by the contents. Small, small pyramid experiments were conducted all over the world. And the results were described there. I called my carpenter also and said, Hey guy, give me two small pyramids, cardboard pyramids. Then I put a tomato inside one pyramid and one tomato outside that pyramid. The outside tomato putrefied in three days, the inside tomato stayed fresh for one month. The same with a eggplant or a brinjal. Then I used to keep some razors inside a pyramid. They used to give me 30-40 shapes. Then I started keeping the pyramid small on the heads of people. Those people used to come to me in the years 1983, 84, etc. Ask them to do meditation. They used to have better meditation. In the year 1991, one great master, Sri B.V. had given a beautiful pyramid in Kadnur where 200 people can sit happily. A beautiful structure. The first pyramid meditation center in the whole world. The real pyramid meditation center in the whole world. When in the year 1991, the pyramid was built, the Buddha pyramid in Karnur. Officially, the pyramid spiritual society movement was born. The first society we registered in the year 1990 was the Karnur spiritual society. That is the first seed. Well, in the year 1979, I got my enlightenment and the first spiritual society was registered in Karnur in the year 1990. A decade later. And the first real meditation center, a pyramid meditation center, came in the year 91. Since then, a number of pyramids have sprung up all over the state of Andhra Pradesh, the state of Karnataka, all the states of India. A pyramid is such an important thing for meditation, for any beginner. When you do inside, when you go inside a pyramid and Close your eyes and observe your breathing. You go readily into meditation. It's a great help for any beginner, any novice in the field. So, pyramid meditation or accessing pyramid energy is one of the foremost points of the pyramid spiritual society. There are 18 points like this. And full moon meditation every month, there are three days, you know, where the moon is at zenith. And you should do more meditation. And Another point is going into the forest and doing meditation. In the midst of such beautiful positive energy that a forest gives to us. Nature meditation. So these are all and you should write your experiences in black and white and publish them and give to others. That's your biodata. That's your identity card. Your meditation experiences is your identity card. Is your introduction to yourself. It's not how much money you have that's relevant for others. It's how much meditation experience you have that is relevant for others. That's what you are for others. Your money is for you, but your wisdom, your experience is for everybody else. So that's not that's what they want to see in you, that's what they want from you. So you should give them, write your experiences and publish them. Establish pyramid meditation centers everywhere. Wherever you are, you must work. You are living in a house, one room, you should convert to a pyramid meditation center. You should hang some pyramids and invite people, hey, and put up a board there, this is a pyramid meditation center, come and do meditation. You must put up a board 
The duty of every prayer master is to establish a prayer meditation center in his own house. One room should be allocated separately. So, my dear friends, this is Pyramid Spiritual Society's movement. You are all invited with folded hands to become masters of this movement, to take this movement in your own respective areas, respective villages, respective towns, respective countries. Let the whole humanity become enlightened. Let everybody, every person become a spiritual scientist. And every person should become a vegetarian. And every person should be happy, healthy, contented, progressive, passive and miraculous. And you dissolve your own problems by your own meditation efforts. The headquarters of this pyramid spiritual social movement right now is in Bengaluru, where a huge pyramid is there, which is the New Age Shambhala or the modern Shambhala, where highest possible energies are there in the Maitreya Buddha Dhyana Vidya Vishwalaya. Dhyana Vidya is the science of meditation. Vishwalaya is the world temple, the name of the Maitreya Buddha. When Gautama Buddha was on this planet 2500 years back, he did say, Hey, I am going to come back to the earth again after 2500 years. Now this whole pyramid spiritual society movement, all the masters, more than 100,000, they are all Maitreya Buddha, the friendly enlightened master, the friendly Buddha. Every pyramid master is a Maitreya Buddha. So this whole pyramid spiritual society's movement is the second coming back of Gautama Buddha, based on Anapanasati. Ana in Pali means inhalation, Apana means exhalation, Sati means to be even. That's what you should be. Meditation is such a wonderful thing. You must become a master of meditation. Every day, a 24-hour day, is such a plentiful day to do meditation. Do not judge others. Do not interfere with others' life, other life forms. Do not kill any. Let us see. Before the year 2020, a golden earth, a golden age, and everybody is as he should be, as she should be. Thank you, thank you, thank you.